What is going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. My name is Jesse Rivera, and you are listening to Coffee Dates with Jesse Rivera. Right off the top, I'd like to thank Mental Buru for the intro. That was Move It Girl by Mental Buru. Check them out on the gram. I'm not even going to talk about the links, right? Because if you can't, if you haven't figured out Google by now, you know, you're probably not listening to a podcast, you know? What's new with me? I'm over here ducking COVID like a deadbeat dad ducks child support payments. You know what I'm saying? Like, COVID's over there. Whoa, not going over there. Ooh, COVID just missed me. Whoa, COVID almost got me. But I'm not only vaxxed, I'm boosted, boosted. That's right, man. I qualified for the senior citizen boost. I'm double boosted, double vaxxed, double boosted. And like I said, just trying to stay away from, trying to stay one step ahead of the vid on the podcast today. One of my very best, you know, I've always said that like, you know, when we were in high school, like we had our school friends, right? Our friends that we went to school with, that we hung out with, we were in the same class with. We had our friends that we played Little League Baseball with, right? But there was the other layer of friends, the, the under layer of friends, like the friends who grew up on the same block as you. So they knew you a little bit differently, like that relationship that dynamic was a little bit different, right? Because they were always around. They saw you when you were relaxed. They saw you when you just woke up because they would just drop by. What's up? You know, that is the type. <laughs> that is the type of friend Jess Roberts has become to me. She lives. I don't know how close to me. To tell you the truth, I don't know where she lives. She just tells me that she lives really close to me. She might live really far away from me and just stalks me for all I know but I don't think that I am stock worthy. I do believe that she lives really close to me in the neighborhood because she will message me and say, what are you doing? And I'm like, chilling, come through. And she's here like two minutes later. So she has become one of my best friends here in the last couple of months because she lives super close to me in the neighborhood. She has been super helpful to me in getting the pod studio up up off the ground and running she was super helpful to me in uh, producing the the first two backyard funny shows and i'm sure she will be instrumental in the third show she was part of the first show she wasn't on the second one she's not on the third one but she definitely has helped out and i am truly grateful for her friendship so that who is on that is who is on the podcast today today my guest is jess roberts doing my best to not call her Jessica. Like her name is Jessica, but everyone calls her Jess, but I'm Jess, right? So there's two Jesses on the podcast today. She has been producing a show at Stab Comedy Spot called No Boys Allowed. <laughs> I almost messed up and called it something else, but you'll see uh, about that. Uh, I, I love joking with her. She's one of my best friends. So now without further ado, please enjoy Coffee Dates with Jesse Rivera and my guest, Jess Roberts. Have a great day. Bye. Jess Roberts, how the hell are you? Uh, I'm tired, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, in the last week, I've had like seven shows. Wow. A humble brag. Right yeah. off. Just right off. I am. <laughs> hey, hey well, first of all, wait, before, before we even get to that, uh-huh. Welcome to the podcast studio that uh, you, I, I think like 70% of the work, I, I set this up. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's back, it's fun being back in the place that I, that I did. Did somebody sign the wall? Yeah, that's where, that's where they're going to sign the wall now. So you'll be next. Uh, Lourdes signed that. This oh, morning. oh, okay. So we, would you move stuff over or take I something just took, down? I took down this one poster right here and that's, eh. Yeah. So there you go. So welcome. This is not good podcasting. They can't see any of this. I know, right? You're just like... <laughs> I was just like, welcome you to like, the room. And then in typical just fashion, you started to pick it apart. <laughs> You're like, well, what about this? What about... That? Dude, how the hell are you? All right, now let's go back to I'm you. Good. I'm good. Seven shows in seven days? Yeah. What are you, fucking the Rollins band? No, it was just all of a sudden, like I started getting booked more. And then like I had like a little spurt. And then I have a few more shows left this month. And then, like, I, ha I haven't been uh, booked for anything else yet. <laughs> what, was the so, first, what was the first one you did on this run of shows? Um, the first shit. What was the first one I did? Or just tell me, just talk about any of them. I'm trying to remember. 
So last week. Oh, so you're making this number up? No. No. What did I do last Let's week? Let's talk about, since you can't remember, I'm going to start off. Well, I did, I did, um, uh, I did punchline and, and laughs this last week. And then I'm trying to remember what the hell I did before then. Oh, I did the body posse show. Oh yeah. And then what was the day before that? It was a Thursday. What the fuck? Oh, I did uh, bar 101 in Roseville. Oh yeah, great great Caesar salad. Yeah, and then oh no, I had a Cobb salad. What the hell did I do Wednesday? Did something Wednesday? I can't remember. I am burnout, so I'm just, I'm just tired. Right. Uh, I uh, had a lot of fun at Punchline the other night, and to me, to me, watching you, having watched you many, many, many times before, I was. Um, to watch one of your friends have a good set, to watch it unfold, yeah, right? Because first you're like, oh, okay, her first joke didn't bomb. Oh, okay, oh, <laughs> she reacted, she she rebounded from that really good. Oh, they're laughing. Oh, they like her. Yeah. Oh, I think she realizes that she's having a good set. Oh yeah, like, that's like to me like that was the play by play of it. What what was it? Yeah, did, did you know? I, I think you had a great set. At Punchline on Wednesday, and did, I, I did you realize I did it? I too, actually, and it was about halfway through where I was like, just fucking let it go, and I just kept going and and kind of giving it, you know, feeling the crowd, hearing their reactions, reacting to their reactions so they felt a part of, you know, the show, and it was really cool because my mom literally was right up front after I talked about sucking dick and eating pussy. <laughs> I'm like, there's my mother, everyone. And they thought it was hilarious, but I was like, no, no, that's that's really my mom. She just doesn't care. Your mom's like, I showed her. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> we white, but we ain't that white. Mm-mm. No, no kissing cousins for me, man. Yeah. So, and, and, uh, and then you had laughs the very next night. I did, and I fucking killed it there. And I'm, I don't usually toot my own horn when it comes to like performances. I usually am like, yeah, that was a cool set or whatever. But when, the the night of punchline and the night of um laughs unlimited multiple people not just one or two like i usually get it was like 10 to 12 people coming up to me hey i really liked you you're funny what's your instagram and like you know you're funny when someone wants to follow you on social media i guess yeah i think that's how it works i'm not exactly sure i'm new to this something like that <laughs> yeah i just tell people follow me on instagram just follow me. Yeah. Um, you know, you were on the podcast um, maybe about 14 months ago, maybe about two years ago. Do you remember when you were on the podcast? Maybe it was even 2020. I don't remember. I think it was truth. about, I think it was about 2020. Did we do it online? Yeah, it was, it was still when I was doing them on Zoom. Which one did we do? <laughs> I don't remember. But anyway, what I was saying is that you then were like only what two years removed from the the fires yeah and you had just started to do comedy right no you were like two years into comedy yeah about two years outside of the of the fires how much has has changed in your life since then like would you want to go back to that same spot again no 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 i mean I, I was married, we got divorced, um, you know, and we have two kids together, and we co-parent with that, but, I mean, I don't want to go back to who that person was. I'm very comfortable with who I am now, and I would much rather stay happy and and be my authentic self instead of hide who I am for the sake of a relationship in a church. Yeah, that stuff's kind of crazy, huh? It is weird. It was creepy, you know? Like, we were told, oh, well, you know, if you don't get married, like, right away, he's going to lose his position in the church. And he was a youth pastor. So I'm like, what? How does that work? Like... What religion is that? A Baptist. Baptist? Yeah. Wow. But, I mean, all churches are a little bit different, so... I don't know, but I mean, well, I don't go to church. I've been to... uh, I've been to, to Jehovah Witness, Baptist... Um, Catholic, Jewish, like I've lived in a lot of foster homes and I think I've been baptized like 13 fucking times. Did you just adapt to the different religions when you were going from foster home to foster home? Well, like, yeah, because you thing? want them to like you so you don't have to fucking move. But like the sad part about it is, is 
in foster care, nothing's really for sure or for certain. So, like, you kind of just have to, like, morph into what their home life is and what their beliefs are so that you're like, look what I can do. I don't want to move. So, like, let's stay. <laughs> wow. But, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. How, how, how long were you doing foster care? From what age to what age? From my, I believe it was like four to eighteen. The day I turned eighteen. From four to eighteen, you were doing foster care. Well, I was I was living in foster care. Yeah, how many different homes do you think you lived in in that time frame? Uh, Over forty. At what age did you realize that you were doing the dances, you say, to, to try to I, stay? I didn't until I was older, until I went through therapy and realized, like, the shit I was doing. Because, like, one of the things that I, I've noticed in my life is, like, when I'm when I'm trying to get to know people or trying to get to know someone, I'm not showing them myself. I'm showing them themselves, what they're interested in, what they like to do, sayings they like to say. Like, I get attached and it's, like, inappropriate. So, like, I've learned that I have to back off and, like, be like, no, this is who I am. If you can't accept me, I'm sorry. <laughs> so that but, comes from you being a child trying to show the parents that you understand who they are and you want to be that. So yeah. that you could stay there. So it's 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 kind of, it's, it's one of the sad, uh, uh, I guess, like, quirks of post-traumatic stress syndrome. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and also, too, like... I was in some abusive homes, so sometimes you have to, even though you don't really believe this shit, you're like, all right, well, I'm going to go along with this so I don't get the shit kicked out of me. And when, so, they, and when they were abusive, they saw it as, like, discipline or, like, as... No, I don't or know. Or they were like, I'm fucking pissed. Come over here. Yeah, pretty much, because, like, um, I, uh, I was thrown downstairs, thrown into a refrigerator, uh-huh. made to hold on to, like, an electric fence. Like, those aren't normal, like, you know... Um, disciplinary. I, I get what you say. Yeah, because like some cultures, are like I mean, you you get a whooping, you know, yeah. like that's and that's just discipline. But like other people are like, oh my god, they beat their child, right? But yeah. Like, so it's not was it? Well, like, it was more extreme than that. Yeah. Than a spanking or a whooping. Yeah, or like made to do like jumping jacks for hours at a time, or run laps for hours at a time. Like, is it you, a PE coach? No, no, no. They just they were horrible. And the crazy part is, is you see stories now of like people calling. Because they see a kid running around a house, like, running laps in the heat. Like, they'll call the cops on him. Like, nobody fucking called it. Like, if I would have actually had, like, uh, a cell phone where I could record, like, so many motherfuckers would be in prison. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's bad. Like, What, I, what if, age did you start going to therapy? Well. And my, how did you end up there? Like, is it, was it, like, because it seems like you could have used therapy, like. Like from the very beginning of like foster care, and like it's part you said of you realized it as a, as a teenager, or like no, I I realized some of this stuff as an adult, and probably even um, in the last couple years, honestly. Is that when the therapy started? No therapy. I've pretty much lifelong therapy. Like I've always had a therapist or a counselor or something because in foster care you have to have a counselor, especially because they made us or made me, I can't say us, but a, a large majority of foster kids are over medicated. And so to get medicated, you have to see a, a psychologist or whoever it is that can prescribe drugs. And so you have to constantly go and do that shit. And so I had to fucking uh, do therapy, but I, I never had that like goodwill hunting moment. You know what I'm saying? Th- you know, you know which one I'm talking about where he's like, it's, it's not, not your, your fault. fault yeah, it's not your fault. Right. I never really like I had one who was just kind of like, well, here's your file. Do you want to read it? And I was like, yeah, actually I do. Because I want to see what's written about my, my parents and other stuff. Did you have to be a certain age to get that? Like, no, you're not supposed 18? to do it. I think she was just oh. trying to like gain my trust because I just met her like twice and I did not want to like. She, she was just like, there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. You have problems, bitch. Help me with this. Yeah, no, it was crazy. And um, like throughout my adult life, I have gone through uh, therapy and done all sorts of shit. And I don't know, like, I think since leaving my ex and, like, self-awareness and talking with counselors, I've started realizing that pattern of, oh, I just, basically, I'm a mimic. I will mimic whatever music, movies, like, any little thing, like, I'll mimic it or I'll attach it because I'm like, well, this person 
doesn't like me 100% yet, but if I like all the shit they like, and if I do and say all the things that they say, eventually they're going to like me. And it's like, I realize, no, that just makes you annoying and everyone can see past it. So, <laughs> so I'd be like, Jesse, I bought a record player. Yeah, no, actually I was going to, just because I want to hear briefcase full, full of those blues. Those Blues Brothers records. Yes, really, that's it. Yeah, I see the... And uh, I kind of want to see the, those Lord of the Rings one too, or hear them. Oh, yeah. Uh, the guy at the record store was like, Lord of the Rings one, what was it? I was like, I don't know. It was like 78. And he was like, oh, like he was curious about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, because those movies, they're the animated movies. And they were kind of, you know, they were before all the other stuff. But I do I do like the, um, the what do you call it? The, the newer Lord of the Rings, like their music. It's very pretty. Well, do you know who does it? Um, no. No? Okay, yeah, that was kind of a nerd question. Sorry about <laughs> I that. I mean, I am a nerd. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like that level nerd. Not for, not for... <laughs> You're not that Lord much of, of a nerd. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I'm not a nerd nerd. Like, I don't get beat up nerd. Oh, well, no. Have you seen me? <laughs> like, do you think I'm going to get my ass whipped? I mean, don't get me wrong. I have gotten my ass whipped. <laughs> but not as an adult. And I don't know if maybe that, like, the way I dress and kind of the way that I present myself is also a defense mechanism. Because mm-hmm. I really don't want to have to fight anyone. But if it comes down to it, I don't have a problem throwing a fucking... Yeah, if it comes down to it, like, I just hope I'm there. And, you know... <laughs> With some jello. Like, get in there. Get oh. in the pool, bitch. <laughs> I did not say that. No, of course not. I did. <laughs> He's over there nodding his head, by the way, folks. <laughs> Hey, let's talk about uh, how many months now have you been doing uh, Boys on the Side? Boys on the Side? No Boys Allowed. You mean No Boys Allowed? <laughs> I was going to say, there has only been one boy on the it's side. Like, boys and... on the Side. Boys Don't Cry. Um, I've been doing it since February. So February, March, April, May, June. Five months? Five months. Yeah. So this is this is month number five? This is show number five? Yeah. Yeah. How much have you learned from show one to show number five? To show number four, actually. I make sure that people send me clips. If they say that they can do 10 minutes, I want to see a 10-minute clip. Uh-huh. Because I found out the first couple, like, a lot of people were coming up fucking short, and it was pissing me off because, number one, I have an hour to fill. And I do it specifically where I do two little, like... Two guest spots, which are five minutes, and then I do two tens, and then I do a 20 for the headliner and two tens for features. Well, it, so you're talking about like the comics each getting 10 yeah, minutes? Yeah, sorry, I, f- I forget people don't understand this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I do five minute sets for guests, and I do two guests, and then I do 10 minute sets for our features, and, and then I do 20 minutes for our, our headliner. So there's math involved. Yeah. Wow. Well, and then, like, also, too, like, it gives me room in between, because, like, when I first started, the very first show, like, I was trying to, like, really just pump everyone up, and, and I, I realized... Like, be a cheerleader the yeah, whole show? Yeah, and, and then I realized, like, I really don't have to do that if the talent that I booked is good. Mm. So, okay. there's been a... The last one actually went pretty well. Um, I was very tired <laughs> and just didn't have the energy to do it. But I still, I, I got it. And actually, that's what um, prompted me to now start hiring hosts from now. I'm just going to produce the damn thing. Yeah. So um, I'm going to hire a host and, you know, everybody gets paid. That's the fun part about my show. It doesn't matter if you have a five minute or a 20 minute, everybody gets paid. That's nice. Because it's, it's nice, you know, it, especially because I have um, a newbie and Jess Harding. Like I booked them um just from watching their five minute yeah. clip and her, they were her, so her excited name, her name is a newbie no, it, like, it is a new like, a-n-u said like suddenly said i have a newbie yeah, yeah. no but, yeah, but um, she is and, and to top it off she is kind of new yeah so she is a newbie a newbie but it was really fun because i booked they told me this is the first show i've booked and so I was super excited to be able to hand them a little bit of cash at the end of it like here's your experience you know and i but i Another thing is, is at first I was like, I'm going to give everyone swag bags and goodies and shit. And I'm like, I thought about that. It's too hard. It's too much. Cause then like, you're literally in the red all the did, time. Did like you, you're never going to be breaking even. Did, did you, were you ever on one of Alieda's invisible disabilities? You know, I, um, I went to an open mic of theirs. Uh huh. You were there. Probably. Well, you said that that was one of my, that, that was like that. the first time I saw you. Was it? I think so. Really? 
Yeah. I don't know. You were just like, I really like that because it was like open and honest and kind of like you didn't give a shit. Mm. And I was like, yeah, well, <laughs> might have been a good night. Might have been drunk for all I know. I don't remember. Yeah, Allie used to give fat swag bags. Well, yeah, she's freaking awesome. I remember I made candy for them. Okay. And and I had to like 007 that shit because it's COVID and, you know, they're they're staying away and inside. So like... It oh, looked, you made candy for Allie and Drew. Well, I made candy for Drew's birthday. Okay. And Allie, uh, Ali Ada, Drew. Yeah, they um, they had co-producers uh, of Invisible Disabilities. Yeah, super awesome folks. Um, they she she had had me find her fucking car that's parked on on the thing, which at first I couldn't figure it out, and then I did. It's white. Yeah, and so I had to open the door, grab the striped envelope. Because it had the cash in it. And of course it had to be a striped envelope. Yeah. Could it be something inconspicuous? No, not at all. So I grabbed the striped envelope. I put the the candy in and I warn her. I'm like, just make sure you come down and get it. Because it can't go past 75 degrees or it's going to start to melt. And then all that work was for nothing. But she she grabbed it and everything. And then she's like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Because, you know, I, I make candy. I scored some of that candy. Yeah. And yeah, that's the, that round of, because I think you did a whole round once. Well, maybe not that candy, but you did a round of candy sales and you had some leftovers. Yeah. And you came and dropped them off. Yeah. And I ate them, we, we I ate them all far. in 16 hours, like it, within a 16 hour period. It wasn't like it was a crazy amount of candy. But though. still, it was so good. It was so rich, though. Yeah. I mean, it felt <laughs> sinful. Every time I ate a piece, I felt like I was like, man. Yeah, well, it's it's fun. What people don't realize on the podcast is we. I literally live like three minutes away. Yeah, like I don't live. Far. It's a blessing and a curse, folks. No, <laughs> it's, it's a blessing. He man. likes it. It's a blessing. The um, <laughs> wow, yeah, man. We didn't even touch on like that. You like to cook, but let's let's keep talking about boys on the side. You mean no boys allowed? Yeah, that show. <laughs> um, no boys allowed is a show that I brought to Jesse Jones, who is the owner of Stab. I brought the idea to him because I was just tired of seeing a bunch of freaking flyers that were just dudes, all dudes. And then they're like almost incel dudes too. Like, I'm not trying to be a dick, but some, some of the people that you see on these posters, it's like, why the fuck are you grouping all them together? So I was like, you know what? I'm pretty sure there's enough ladies and theys out there that I could make better shows. So I did. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to be a cocky little shit, but... No, not at all. <laughs> but I just... Well, no, I just looked at the lineup and I'm like, you guys are going to sit here and tell me after quarantine and COVID, not, like, you can't find not one or two fucking females to put into your guys' shows. There is so, there is so many, many talented females and good, theys out there. Um non-dude comics yeah and in the whole in sacramento northern california the northern california i think just all in general like yeah i think there's 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 enough room for all of us definitely yeah and it's just it's frustrating because like i said like i would see and then you know sometimes it would be the same fucking people just different venue and it's like all right look i know that times are tar not tarred hard my mouth doesn't want to work I know times are hard and everybody wants to eat, but also at the same time, like, come on. Yeah. It's not like you guys yeah. are getting paid that much anyway. Like, $20 and a fucking drink ticket? Like, shut up. Like, it's not really that crazy. But also at the same time, like, you can diverse your freaking... And especially seeing a bunch of white guys. Like, mediocre fucking white guys at that. <laughs> your lineups have been diverse as fuck. Like, Danny D was on one night and... uh uh, I know I'm, I'm going to the next one because two of my favorite people in the world, Lindy West and Tina San Lucas, are on it. Yeah, that's this month. Yeah, yep. and then like last month, I went and I saw Melissa McGillicuddy, uh-huh. who I hadn't seen in forever, and she fucking crushed it. Yeah, and the month before that, uh, well, oh, crap. Again, my brain is shot. So it's all good, man. You, your lineups are diverse, and it's always like it's always Shahara Hyatt. Oh, yeah. It's always like someone that you just can't wait to see because they're always good. And then someone who you're like, who's that? Yeah. You know? I'm sorry. Shahara Hyatt. I have to say her name right. Yeah. And she's then amazing. Before that, before that was Jacqueline Wyand. Oh, yeah. And then uh, before that, my very first one, we had Emily Peterson. 
headline, which I was very proud of them. That's the show that I went to. That was the one with Danny D, right? Yeah, it was Danny D, Emily, uh, Eliza O from Chico. She like, yeah. Yeah. I forget who else. <laughs> I don't know. There's so many, so many great people. But it's been, it, it has been really cool. And also, like, I think I have uh, one of the shows that we did was almost exclusively non-binary people, almost, except really? for one. Yeah, which was cool. Because I, I, I feel, uh, in a sense, I feel like I, I teeter on the non-binary side, but also at the same time, I still go by she and her because I still fuck up they, them, and there and all that other shit. So I'm like, eh. I'm still going to go by she and her, but I'm, yeah. You know what I, uh, an exercise that, that I'm doing to help me with the, with the they, thems is. Just call all, everyone. <laughs> all of my work emails. Yeah. I, they, them, whoever I'm sending the email to mm-hmm. is they, them, or if I'm, we're talking, like say you and I are talking and, and we're talking about somebody that we need to, to do some work for us. I will always like they, them, them, and it, mm-hmm. it helps me uh, be more cognizant of that. Yeah, so, you know, we all got to do our part. It's, it takes a village, man. It takes a village. Absolutely. Yeah. How do you, how do you like producing your own shows? You know, <laughs> it's cool. Like, I just wish that, like, I, I learned something just recently with Wendy Lewis um, in, in how to approach a specific issue about people not promoting. And so I liked, I'm not going to name exactly what she did, but... Um, it was just basically calling attention to it and saying, look, I need you guys to do this because one of the problems that I've come to find out or like people will just share my post. Like I'll, I'll promote it like, Hey, we got this person and this person. It's great. So instead of them actually doing the work and making their own post, they just shared mine, which doesn't help. You have to like, each person has to share on their different platforms, not just share my stuff. Cause some people don't know who I am, so why are they going to pay attention to it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that's so cool. So all that's a learning experience. It like is, it is a to, learning experience. Yeah. And then I figure, you know, it's not supposed to be like a perfected show. I have people that are from the very beginning of comedy to the very, like, very seasoned vets on the mm, show. That's true. And so one of the reasons I do that is to get people some experience in how a show is run, what I expect from them, what other people are going to expect from them, you know? Uh-huh. So it's, it's been a learning thing for me and for them. And then, um, I'm, I was like, I'm going to host everyone. And now I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. Cause like, it's stressful. Cause like I'll be hosting and taking pictures and like taking care of other stuff and dealing with like the, performers and stuff i'm like that's too much work like i don't need to do all that like i can just hire (laughs) a host yeah in a way do you kind of feel like an executive (laughs) hey be quiet hey in a way do you kind of feel like an executive producer of backyard funnies yeah maybe i mean (laughs) yeah you definitely you've been to all All of them there have been there have been two but that's still all (laughs) i think it feels like there's been more than two because we've put so much work into the whole well, yeah, and then, I mean, the funny part is, like, when when people start showing up and everything, and I've got all the lights out, and I just start going around and turning everything on and doing yeah. all that shit. Uh, the very first one ended in rain. Yeah, so, that was crazy. Like, Tina just, like, cut it. And it was almost, like, to a T, and I thought that that was hilarious, but it was funny, like, just wrangling all the stuff and, like, getting people, and then everyone weirdly asking, like, me where shit in the house is or, or something, and I'm like, oh, well, you just go over here, and it's like, why do you know where all the shit in his house is? And I'm just like... Oh, he doesn't have one of those. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm here a lot. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's fun. It's and they're they're so in, it's an intimate thing, not like a sexually intimate. But I mean, hopefully people understand that. But it's intimate. You have a bunch of people that have decided to come through. It is a free show, and then they donate, which the donations have been off the hook. Yeah. And so it's really fun. And then you have all sorts of different people. It's not just cookie cutter to a specific night. Like this is the type of like you have a very good diversity in the lineup as well. Yeah, it's like my Instagram followers. Yeah, yeah, it's they they've been they've been so good, and and I'm really looking forward to this next one. Not 
Is it Ashley Ashley Monique? Ashley's hosting the next one, and darn it, now I got to do the whole lineup. So look, it's (laughs) Ashley Monique, Uh uh, Artie Jimenez, Miriam Wasabi, Colin Casados, D Rock, Morgan Anderson, guest spots from uh, Lulu Ayon or Lourdes? Lourdes. Lourdes Ayon and David Thorne. Oh, David Thorne, nice. Yeah, Dave, David Thorne's getting a guest spot because he's going to help set up. Yeah, I get to boss him around. This is yeah. where shit goes. Yeah, that, that's how, that's how Ed Mena, I, I have one of those on, on every show. Like, Ed Mena was the was the second show. No, uh, I did all those. Well, I, but he got a guest spot by help. He helped tear down. Yeah, he did. it started to rain. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember, but I know that he's, he helped out. I do know that I love D Rock because him and I have a well. It's like it's funny now, but it wasn't funny then. Story, but um, I had to put hands on uh, a lady at scoreboards because she decided to be a twat. Oh, D Rock was part of the incident. Yeah, well, he had snatched me up in the doorway, and he was there. Yeah, I had slapped a I had slapped a girl because I was the only female there at the time, or female presenting, as as people like to call it. But yeah, I was the only one there, so like. I was like, well, shit, okay, I gotta put my hands on her, she needs to go, so I went to, like, push her, and she decided to get handsy, so I slapped the living shit out of her, and D-Rock just kind of scooped me up, and uh, when he did that, I kind of just, like, lifted him off the ground, and if people don't know who D-Rock is, he's a very big boy. Well, you know, they can see a picture of him right now on my Instagram page, because he's on the next... Uh, backyard funnies. And if you know, I'm five foot five and I'm not super huge anymore, but like I'm still stocky. And I, yeah, he was like, I didn't know you were that strong. <laughs> Cause yeah, I don't, when you, you know, when you, well, I don't know about you, but when you fight and stuff, like I black out, I don't, I don't really pay attention to who's friend or foe. I just start swinging. <laughs> That's scary. That's why I don't fight. So when is the next uh, Boys Don't Cry and who's on it? God damn it, with you Boys Don't Cry. It's <laughs> no Boys Allowed. It's actually uh, June 18th. And Two weeks. Yeah, June 18th. And it is, I have oh, I have Tess Fry and Lourdes Aon or Lulu. Tess Fry just sent me. Uh, she keeps, she's she like on it. A, she just sent that me. That doesn't a, look right from here. Is that a, toast? Yeah, um, a, a TikTok air fryer video. Oh Jesus! I responded. I, re- I responded with send nudes. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I have Tess Fry and I have Lulu, and then I have Lindy West, who I am just I absolutely love their comedy, their style, everything. Um, and I have Tina San Lucas as a feature. Insane in the membrane, dude. I love. She killed it at punchline hosting on Wednesday. I was very proud of her as well. Um, and, uh, I am actually headlining. Oh, I was about to say, who's your headliner? <laughs> Me. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm headlining, but, um, are you nervous about headlining? No. How much time are you going to do? 20. You got 20? Yeah. A good 20? Yeah. Somebody asked me that once. <laughs> well, I just did. Okay. So, I didn't do the same exact lineup that I did at Punchland that I did at um, at uh, Laughs Unlimited, but I know I recorded the one at Laughs Unlimited. Uh huh. And because of the fact that I just today announced that I'm pregnant, what I, I get, you can't let me drop that. <laughs> I, mean, like I was gonna, we were gonna go. I had a whole segment planned out for that. I didn't know. Well, okay, stop. All right, go Laughs Sorry. Unlimited. She didn't say she's pregnant. We're going to come to that. Okay. Laughs Unlimited. Laughs Unlimited. 20 minutes. I, I did 10. Okay. And so with that and a couple of my other real bangers and stuff that I call bangers that I know always will get a laugh, um, I do have 20 minutes. For okay. Sure. Nice. All right. So what? You're pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> That's scary. Babies it, are forever. Yeah. Well, I already have two, so it's not oh, a okay. big deal. All right. It was. It, it was with like almost a one night stand. Like I slept with them twice. I, and you know the crazy. Oh, sure. Okay. It's a family show. Is it? No. Go ahead. Damn it. No. It's crazy. Like I, I only met the guy a couple of times, and like I, I let him know, but like he's rightfully just kind of freaking the fuck out. Um. 
Well, aren't you? No, I have two kids. I know what to oh, okay. expect. Okay, all right. No, like he, he even said that. He's like, I don't understand why you're so calm about this. And I was all, because I am. Like, I know what it takes to raise babies and do all this stuff. It's not my first rodeo. It's your first rodeo. This is his first kid. Mm-hmm. But the crazy part about it was, he goes, "Aren't you at an abortion rally?" And I was all. <laughs> He's all, you know how this works, right? Yeah. And I was all, well, yes, I was at one. They are not for me personally, but I will fight for someone's right for body autonomy and the right to have one legally and safely. Right. And he's like, well, this is California. I'm like, yeah, you're right. It is California, but this doesn't just affect Californians. It affects everyone in the freaking United States if Roe v. Wade gets overturned. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm loud. I mean, shit. I've, I don't know how many protests I've been in. in the so last you're pregnant. Couple. <laughs> yeah. When do you do? January, weirdly enough. Do you know January what? January 11th. 6th? No, not 6th. That's my birthday. I know, I know. No, uh, it's January. Well, it could be January 6th because because of my advanced maternal age, or as they like to call it, a geriatric pregnancy, little motherfuckers. You get a discount on that? Um, yeah, right? Like, I, I don't know. Every time, like, I hear geriatric it's, pregnancy, I just think my uterus is walking around with one of those, like, little walkers with tennis balls on it. Like, is it covered by Medicaid? Exactly, right? <laughs> like, I'm just like, this is some bullshit. Why you guys got to call it that? You know how many more women and stuff are having babies, like, later in life because they're realizing, fuck it, we can do shit now? Yeah. And that's what, I mean, I did that. I didn't have my first kid till I was, like, 27. Okay. And then my son, we adopted because I thought my uterus didn't work. So Apparently it does. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Well, I was also, you know, 80 pounds heavier and more depressed and drinking and all sorts of other stuff. Things that I don't do now. Mm-hmm. So. So you're sober now. Yeah, well, Callie's sober. Like, I still dabble yeah, with weed. Right, but. Uh, sad, I, I but, do kind of have to give it up a bit because of the pregnancy. Damn. Um, give me your weed. What, how long have you not been drinking now? Almost two and a half years. Was it a conscious decision or did yes. you, or like you one day said, I'm going to, cause like with me, for example, like I just one day realized, fuck, I haven't had a beer like in three months. No. Or it, did you sit down one day and be like, oh, it I, was a I can't, conscious I can't decision. be beating up people at the scoreboard. Oh no, that was sober. Okay. Um, <laughs> so what made you just sit down and say, I got to do this? Well, um, Jackie Pearl actually reached out to me and told me what her daughter had said. Like, it basically said, she doesn't need to be drinking. <laughs> like, is she okay? Like, she just seems like a lot of shit's going on. And and then, like, I wasn't an everyday, all-day type of drinker. Like, I wasn't a crazy alcoholic. It's just that when I did drink, there was no off switch. Ooh. And so, yeah, I woke up in January, I think. When's my sobriety? January 17th. And I woke up and I was like, okay, well, uh, I don't want to keep feeling like this. And I didn't think that I was, a, you know, this is, shit, was this right before the pandemic? Yeah, it was right before the pandemic. Okay, so January 2020. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I just like posted, I'm like, I'm done with drinking. I'm just, I'm good. Like, I don't need to do this shit anymore. Because... I was, because being a part of the campfire and all those things, like, I knew that I was going to get money, and when was a whole different subject, but I knew that I was going to get money, and the problem with that was, if I get a large sum of money right now, would I be able to handle it? And I didn't think I could. Yeah, and you are like, this is something in my life that I should fix before that. Yeah, and so I was like, fuck it, and there was a lot of comics that reached out to me. Um, and we're like, dude, we're sober. Like we did it. Yeah. You don't realize how many of our peers are sober. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm not going to name them cause it's not my story to tell, but I did have a good chunk of people that kind of like reached out and was like, Hey, you know, you don't have to drink if you don't want to drink. And you know, if you ever need something, just call. And it really sucks because it was right before the pandemic. And then when the pandemic hit, like, I don't know about you, but I got, like, manic and, like, <sighs> aggravated and, like, stir-crazy. And I'm like, you know what? I could totally just get shit-faced and nobody would fucking know. Because, hello, no one's at my house. I think a lot like, a lot of people did. Yeah, there was there were some folks that I know that actually, you know, relapsed. Because it was like, fuck it. it we was we don't crazy, have anything no, to do. We, I watched 
myself included, I watched a lot of my friends just go crazy yeah. over over Facebook and Instagram and those. Uh, yeah, and then like my stupid ass because I have ADHD and I hyperfixate on things like. Um, like anybody, any person who was nice to me or whatever, like all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, they're cute. And you know, they like me and like, he, and no, it had nothing to do with any of that. They it were was just, just the, we were they were just, place that we were in. Yeah. Everybody was just like being nice and, and, and it had nothing to do with them being attracted to me and my stupid ass just like hyper fixated. And again, that's where I, you know, over a, a pleaser, a, a shower. Yeah, well, that's where I was like, po- I, I, I've deleted a lot of it since then, but I was like posting all the time about like their interests, like acting like they were mine. And I was like, huh, why didn't anyone like say, yo, dude, just don't. <laughs> because we're fucking with our own shit. Right. Know? And so like I look back and I'm like, oh, that's that's embarrassing. That didn't age well. <laughs> like, oh, uh, that's stupid. <laughs> it's all good, dude. We're here today. Yeah. Um, Jess, I have this segment on my show uh, that I've been that I've added to it, uh-huh. and uh, we're about to do it. Are you ready? It's called Five Easy Questions. Is this like rapid fire? Nah, nah, nah. Oh, nah. okay. It's just the same five questions that I ask every every guest uh, towards the end of the show. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. Uh, what are you afraid of? What am I afraid of? Hmm. I think m- mostly is that. My kids are going to die, and I'm going to have to live on this earth without them. Ooh, that's dark. <laughs> wow. You said, what am I afraid of? Like, I, what do you want me to say, spiders? <laughs> like, <laughs> I am afraid of those, too, but I think my biggest fear is having to live on this earth without my kids. You know what? Kids. A friend of mine told me once, a friend of mine told me once, that she, she only had one kid, right? Uh-huh. And that her grandmother kept telling her, you need to have a second kid. You need to have a second kid. And then she finally asked her grandma, like, why do you keep telling me I need to have a second kid? And she said, because if that one dies, so you'll have something to live for. And yeah. I was like, fuck, that's yeah. some dark grandma shit. Yeah, I mean, they they also tell people to do, like, like say if I had my kids, uh, say I wasn't pregnant with this one, and, like, say something bad happens to my kids, they're no longer here. They're like, well, you're in the right page, you can have another one. Like, they'll tell you weird shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like... Just have another kid, and it's like, yeah, (laughs) no, like I'm already fucking traumatized. (laughs) Like, why do I want to go through? Like, because me personally, I wasn't planning on having any more children, so like this one's kind of like a hmm. I'm still trying to get excited, honestly, about it, but also at the same time, I'm like, there's a human in me. Maybe once it's here, I'll like it. Well, no, (laughs) like this reminded me of Ruby Setnick's jokes about. Having a kids like can we get to know each other first? Yeah, well, I mean, I saw their their and I I said I, I had posted this and I had put you know I I'd seen their heartbeat and someone's like what do you mean there is there two of them and I was like no I just I try to say there and they right now because like I don't I think it's gross when you call it and it you know so yeah, I'm just like yeah. I just call them they all right cool all right moving on uh huh who or what inspires you. Hmm. Um, it's more of a what? Sure. But, um, as I said, I am a nerd, but I really, I get inspiration from like watching, um, like Star Wars and Star Trek. Hell yeah. Star Trek? Yeah. Cause like they just did Picard and one of the things that's really funny is you got all these idiots that are just now coming to the fandoms and they're like, when did they become like social justice warriors? And I'm like, from the beginning, motherfucker, oh, from yeah, the fucking all beginning. Stuff, right? Start, yeah. It's literally from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just the way that they, they bring attention to people, cultures, like all sorts of shit. And if, if you're not, I mean, if you watch the history of things and like how the, 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 how the storylines during the time that they were filming them, like it really correlates with history and it's mm. really cool. Okay. <laughs> so it's, I don't know. It's just something like I really enjoy history and stuff. So like watching the progression, watching the fandoms, watching the stories unfold, like it really motivates me. Cause like I'm, I'm in the process of writing a science fiction book mm-hmm. and watching them and how they tell stories and even J.R. Tolkien and, and, and all of them like, it's just, it's people that can catch my attention through intelligence and nerdy shit. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Um, 
What have you been meaning to get to? Hmm. My book. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I said I was going to take... Okay, so I did school... And I like a couple weeks ago was the last day, and so I was like, "Cool, I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna take the summer. I'm not gonna take classes. I'm gonna take the summer to finish my book." And then all this other stuff about being pregnant. And, oh yeah, and then, my, got, then the kid got in the way. And everything else, and I'm like, "Oh, like I haven't even had time for myself for a while." Mm. So yeah, basically, I just I want to finish my book by the end of the summer. All right. Uh, this next one, um, even though binging, we we often refer to it as like a TV show, but like, what are you binging right now? Like a TV show, a, a podcast, a, a particular artist, a what particular writer. Like, what is what can you not get enough of right now? Well, see, that's the weird part. I don't watch TV very often, but when I do, I do binge the shows. And so I had just binged Picard. The first season and the second season came out right as I finished the first one. What's that on? Uh, Paramount. Okay. Paramount. And then um, Stranger Things. <laughs> like, everyone's I, talking about that right I'm now. Oh my God. And then everyone's like, Kate Bush's song. And it's like, yeah, okay. Um, I've heard like three different renditions of that song over the last couple of years. Yeah. And, and I really, there's, I forget the artist's name, but there's one, the most recent reiteration of this song. And I'm like, like my mom was looking at me as we we're watching. And she's like, how do you know this song? And I was like, I, I know that song forward and backwards. Like I just, it's a really good song. And then Kate Bush literally is number one now because of the Stranger Things phenomenon, which is cool because with Stranger Things, if you really look into it, I'm not going to go into the story because I'm not a dick, but just look for the Star Wars um, uh, shout outs. Basically there's Star Wars shout outs. And then also on top of it, there is a lot of D and D related stuff, which is Dungeons and Dragons. That's some nerdy shit. I do you know what, dude? <laughs> like I'm okay with with the nerdiness. Like yeah, they inspired me because like watching it, I was like, oh wow, that's not so bad. Like we we can actually act out and like go on quests and shit. Like this this looks like fun. So like I bought all the like beginners like D and D books and everything else. And plus, weirdly enough. How many of our comic friends fucking play D anD D? Dude, one time uh, <laughs> like, I used to. I so used, many. I used to go to this uh, this drive through coffee spot with my friend, with my coworker Tom. Tom doing shout out Tom, <laughs> and uh, we used to go through this drive through all the time to get coffee. Mm-hmm. And the same girl helped us out all the time. And then we'd been doing it probably about two or three weeks, and she's all, "Hey, um, I'm new in town." You guys seem to know where I could find a good D and D game. <laughs> she, you're like she, um, she pegged us as nerds. That's what she she, you're like, well, and, no. and Tom knew exactly where to send her. Oh shit! Yeah. So like, she, like she was spot on. It was back like when you could like go to bookstores and uh-huh. like, get yeah. in a, get in a good game or, or like a particular coffee shop with with food. Okay, so one of my goals in 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 life, and it may happen one day, but one of my goals in life is to be able to create the tavern that you could go to while you're doing your D and D okay, like, like a D&D. campaign, because like sometimes like bards like like to sing or do dumb shit to like you know, um, because I don't remember exactly why, but anyway, bards like to sing and stuff. So I figured it'd be really cool, like as people are going through their campaigns, if they actually have to sing, like. We could have karaoke up there to where they literally have to get up and sing and then have cool like little rustic foods like uh, stews and ales and and specialty cocktails and just the whole place just be decked out with like nerdy shit. I mean, you see this all the time with like Harry Potter themed bars where you can go and and, you know, wave your wand and shit opens, you know? So it's like, I kind of want to do that with D&D, but also I'm not as versed in D&D as any, in any game. So like, I would have to bring in more nerds to do this, but like, I just basically want to do the entertainment and food part. The rest of it, people could just help me with. Right on, <laughs> like, right on. All right. Um, and the last question is, uh, what are you looking forward to? 
I am definitely looking forward to July's No Boys Allowed show. July. Oh, okay. It's Tell the all about- male review. <laughs> um, and I, you know, okay, you're so, on it. <laughs> so, so, no boys allowed is is traditionally all ladies. No boys are allowed. Yeah. 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 So one time a year, we are going to have what is called the all male review. And basically, it's not basically, what we're doing is we're satirically making fun of the way women and, and other folks get brought up by what people call cis men and shit like that. Like, I believe there was one comic that was uh, introducing a lady one time and I hear, oh, you may not like her jokes, but you'll definitely love her tits. And it's like, no, <laughs> like, no, honey, no. Nobody wants to hear that shit. So basically, um, and and the, the comics already know this, I have hecklers planted. I have, like, there's a whole fuck up that we are going to do to this show, basically. And I am all for it. Because um, it's going to be hilarious. Who's what's? What, do you remember your lineup? Uh, AJ DeMello is our headliner. The dude's you, rad. You are a feature, and so is Drew Schaefer. And I specifically do not have guest spots because of the antics that I'm going to pull. <laughs> Man, I'm honored to be on that lineup. Oh, yeah. No, we have. I, I, I love the, the hecklers that I have picked out. Uh, I can't give them away just yet because I don't want you to know all of them. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, um, I, I might even have my mom involved in it. Nice. <laughs> so, nice. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's just definitely and and all the people that are involved, all the all the uh, performers of the night, they all know what's going on. So like, they're for the fact that they know that they're going to be made fun of in a satire way, and it's just you know. They're just going to be good sports about it. I don't know if, like, I'm going to touch anyone, though. Like, I want to just, like, grab someone's ass. Just be like, yeah, welcome here for, like, thanks for coming. Like, just grab their asses. Or, like, do the really awkward hug. Oh, my God, the awkward hug. Have you hug. seen that before? Like, a comedy show? I've seen, I don't know how many times I've seen it where, like, really pretty comedian. Obviously, it's never happened to me. But a really pretty comedian, like, they'll give them a hug and it's like... Let go, dude. It's like you didn't like, hug anybody else. You didn't hug exactly. You didn't hug anybody else. <laughs> you like, didn't hug your mother. Quit like, smelling her hair. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> oh my god, fucking weird. What what day is what day is the July no boys allowed? Sixteenth, I believe. July sixteenth. We could be off by a day, but that's yeah. What, but close. That's to. what they have your socials for. So, what are your socials? Oh, I. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. And Twitter at jroberts5377. jroberts5377 across yes. all platforms? I believe so, yeah. Nice. Uh, maybe not Facebook, but you could just find me as Jess Roberts on Facebook. Uh, it's not more... My Facebook usually isn't a lot of like comedy. Like I'll post my comedy stuff there, but right. for the most so part, I bitch Instagrams. about the establishment and politics. It, uh, what about uh, No Boys Allowed? Has that got its own... It does. It's actually No Boys Allowed 916 because apparently somebody already chose No Boys Allowed. So I had to put nice. the 916 part of it. But yeah, you can. Do, we only have an Instagram page for that one. But yeah, and if you think that you have what it takes to be on the show, you can, you're more than welcome to message me as long as you're a lady or they. The, the all-male reviews only happen once a year, so... That's that that doesn't you don't have to worry about that. All right. Well, Jess, thank you for coming by the podcast today. Thanks for everything you do, man. Dude. And, <laughs> and, so uh, fun. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. I'll, we'll just keep talking inside. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>